Hello beautiful souls and welcome to Raw and Real with Sony Pelty. I'm your host Sony, your guide on this journey of love, relationships and self-discovery. Each week we dive into the heart of what makes us human, the love we give, the connections we crave and the struggles we bravely face in our quest for deeper intimacy and self-love. Here we strip away the facades. We talk openly about the joys and pains of relationships, the lessons learned from love lost and found, and the growth that comes from being authentically ourselves. Whether you are single, in a relationship, or exploring the vast landscape of your heart, this is a space for you to feel seen, heard, and understood. Join me every week as we share stories, invite experts, and offer insights that help us navigate the complex world of love. It's raw, it's real, and it's all about the most powerful force in our lives, love. Let's embark on this journey together. Welcome to Raw and Real with Sony Pelty. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of Raw and Real with Sony Pelty. Today on the show, I have with me an amazing guest, Marlisa. Marlisa is a Tony Robbins coach trained in high performance, leadership, feminine empowerment, personal finance, trauma, Reiki, and fitness. She helps humans who do all the things for others and can overfunction into burnout or being straight up unappreciated. Learning how to find peace, accept deep love, and feel financially supported are significant to givers like empaths and HSPs, highly soulful people. This allows you to use your generous soul as a superpower, not a drain. She lives on the beautiful Vancouver Island where tall trees and beaches are right outside your front door. Welcome to the show, Marlisa, and I'm so thrilled to have you on Raw and Real with Sony Pelty. Thank you. It's amazing to be here. You know, I wish I was on that beautiful island with trees and beaches right now and not in the cold and wintry Texas. <laughs> I know I said I sent that to you and then the next week later we get the Arctic cold winds coming down so we're experiencing some bizarre weather as well on lotus land here. <laughs> yes so I guess all of North America is under this Arctic freeze right now. Yes but we get to talk about things that warm us up so here's what we're going to do we're going to melt it. <laughs> yes we're going to talk about some juicy life stuff here aren't we? So Marlisa tell me what got you started on this journey of um, helping people, helping humans who are empaths and highly soulful people? Well, and the, the actual term for HSP is highly sensitive person. Yes. I had shared with you before that I am out to change that name because sensitive indicates that it's too much feeling instead of the right amount of feeling. And so that's a little bit of a caveat to that. And of course, 
I learned more about it because I am one and you go through all these different stages. And so as other coaches, when they say, when did you know you were going to become a coach? I thought, well, probably when I was 13 and I was nerding out watching Tony Robbins videos on the couch, just looking at him in, in astonishment, wondering how he could do that. How did he know that about people and how he could you know, not prescribe, but in such a short amount of time, of course, probably edited for TV, but learn what they could do to change it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're a helpful person, you see all these things, right? You, if you're, if you're an empath, you can hear things, you can see things, but then the struggle is how do you actually help yourself or help someone else change their life with that knowledge? Right. So I love that you have rephrased the term to highly soulful people and not sensitive people. Um, In my work that I do with women and in general, um, women get labeled as sensitive beings. And especially when you are out dating or when you're married in relationships, as women, we get called sensitive so often. Oh, you feel too much. That's not what I meant. And just things like that. And it becomes so hard for women um, to show up fully as themselves in relationships. Yeah. And we got to remember, you know, we we are creatures from thousands of years ago. We still have that in our body. Right. And the reason why women are so amazing is their sensitivity, is their knowledge. Right. Because you're still sensing for danger. You're still sensing for cries of babies. You're still sensing for, that doesn't look right to me over there. You're still sensing for, I heard my partner's tone go up a little bit. And that means I'm not sure, you know, like we can't help but notice these things. This is the beauty in the way that we were built. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is when it over functions and when we don't check ourselves with that beautiful sensitivity and how we do that is ask, you know, A, the first thing I ask myself is, is this something that I really need to think about right now? Meaning, is it important? Or did I just notice someone said something kind of maybe in a short manner, but it's like, I don't need to deal with that unless it happens again, or unless they come to me with something. And if it does, I can say, hey, I noticed that maybe something's on your mind today. You know, we can address it in a kind manner instead of saying like, you know, I heard you be snappy with me earlier. (laughs) So we get to use our sensitivity to be inquisitive and it is a superpower. So learning how to use it is the superpower. Right. And before we go into learning how to use our sensitivity as a superpower, um, how can someone find out if they are truly sensitive, like highly sensitive? Yeah, there's, there's a few things you can do. Elaine Aaron has a a quiz you can do online for a highly sensitive person. I don't know if there's such a kind of a quiz for empaths, but what I can tell you is we all have these degrees of ability. So empathy is when you can feel someone else's feelings. So when, you know, and we won't say like, say not a family member, but someone else like our friend their relationship, they're struggling with their relationship with their partner. And maybe they had a fight and they had to come and stay at your house that night, or they had to stay at their parents' house. And you can feel the pain that they're in, or you can feel the conflict that that they're in. Now, the challenge is to not get in that conflict 
or in the the thought with them to stay on your own ground and hold space for them. And sometimes with empaths, if we're not grounded, we get swept up by someone else's energy, especially in close relationship with someone. So that is where the skill is needed to learn where you end and the other person begins and there's a little space in between. Right. And then with highly sensitive people, um, they are, they're intuitive. You know, they can hear and see things from nature, other people, they can feel vibrations, they can see auras. There's very, there's different types of empaths and highly sensitive people, but a lot of it's just being connected to nature. You know, I think this is more of the way that we used to be and slowly it's getting phased out. Whereas it's really natural to be an empath and highly sensitive person. And it's not, it's not something that we need to be afraid of. It's something that we need to embrace because there's so much noise going on that less and less we can tune into that place in us. Right. So would you say that it's important? Like I, I do teach women to take a pause, um, breathe, go out in the nature, meditate. So do you feel like, especially for highly sensitive people and empaths, taking time to themselves? Taking time to themselves, yet I would say sometimes the issue is they have a challenge being social or dating or in like going to a party or family gathering because they feel it's so energy draining, right? So it's it's right. actually the things that should fill them up can bring them fear thinking about it. And so there are skills and tools, as you know, in the dating world too, yes. that you can use before you're going to do that thing. And so one thing I suggest is that if there's a social function or something that you know that you're doing, don't do anything the night before, don't do anything the night after. And like, get yourself excited for that evening, pamper yourself, have a bath, go to bed early, buy a new shirt. If you're going out on a date, like feel hot, feel excited about it and not to have expectation of that circumstance. So the family dinner, the date, the whatever, go present mm -hmm. for the moment instead of already predetermining what you think is going to happen, because that's very easy for us to do too. Right. I love that you said that because I tell that to women always connect with yourself, take care of yourself, like really glam yourself up and just um, prepare yourself to be in the moment, right? And just enjoy without expectation. So I'm, I'm, it's beautiful that you said that and confirmed that again for the audience and the women listening that it's so important to uh, pamper ourselves and just prepare ourselves for the moment and not being attached to any outcome. Yeah, we get to look hot for ourselves when we Absolutely. go out. Right? Yes. <laughs> I tell women, you are dating to get to know yourself, not to find a man. That just happens as a byproduct of you getting to know yourself, right? So that takes me to another question for you. And um, that is, you know, as far as relationships are concerned, and the dynamics of romantic relationships, um, we tell women to be more in their feminine energy, to lean back, to not chase, to not please, to not overgive, um, all of those things, right? And um, as women and then sensitive women, we tend to overgive, and um, 
please more. And just overthink too, I feel, because we are so sensitive, we take playback things in our head. Oh, should I have said that? Should I have not said that? So I guess my question to you is, what would be the best way for that person, for the woman to show up authentically as herself um, in our relationship, in dating? What's the balance? Well, there's something that I like to share with people that can really shift the rehashing the past and thinking about the future. And rehashing the past is, it's almost depressing unless it's a positive thing, unless we're reinforcing a good thing. Because there's nothing you can do about it. What you can do is reflect and go, wow, I would have made a different choice next time. But even that choice led you to this place. So, I mean, there's just there's just such beauty in the way things unfold, even when it doesn't feel like that. And thinking about the future is anxiety provoking. So it's like, we're not living, we've got one foot backwards or one foot forwards, and we're missing this beautiful moment right here. Mm. And the thing with the moment right here is that we get to show up with our energy. And so having those short transitions of time, whether you're going from partner to mom or work to partner or work to daughter, you know, like we we're, we go into these different roles and rooms mm -hmm. and to actually shift into the person that you want to show up as in that place instead of like, I can speak for myself. There's been times with partners where I find myself momming them because I just came out of a room taking care of kids. And then I'm like, what are you doing with the dishes over here? You know, and like, there was no transition. I just stayed in that position of like, my house is messy. Everyone's not helping, you know, whatever my mindset was. And quite frankly, that's me showing up immaturely. And I don't want to do that. I want to say my piece once, and then I want to shift back to myself. So it's like you open doors, and then you come back to yourself, you open another door, and you come back to yourself. So Having that visual, I think, is really important yeah. because we are the grounded tree, right? We're the grounded tree, and it's our responsibility to show up the way that we want to, no matter what anyone else is doing. And that feels really powerful. I love that you gave that analogy of like opening the door and coming back to yourself, opening the door and coming back to yourself. That is so beautiful, right? Because you are just pulling yourself pulling yourself away from the energy of the space that you were in doing whatever else you were doing. And then you're stepping out in whether it's with your husband, whether it's with your boyfriend, whether it's just dating, you're just going as yourself. Right. I love that. Um, I have a tool that I share with women um, about just grounding, just either having a piece of bracelet or just a rock or a crystal or something in their bag just to connect with their femininity, their feminine energy before going out on dates. So I love that uh, that you said that, just opening the door and connecting, like coming out as yourself. Beautiful. Well, and the feminine energy is so powerful. And if you look back into old archives, women were the leaders of communities and societies because one of the reasons why was because they led in communion with everyone else like they had a board it was never just them and so they they were for the people so what was best for the people right it was not about an egotistical choice of them or certain and so women were the ult had the ultimate power and 
you just think of what we do in a day and children and you can really connect with, yes, you know, we are the ultimate power in that sense. And that there's this yin and yang with the feminine and masculine energy. And we have a lot of both. I happen to have been raised with more masculine energy. So I had to learn how to be feminine because I always wanted to be in the driver's seat. I always wanted to take care of myself. But then there would be moments where I'm like, why doesn't anyone ever want to take care of me? Like, you know, not necessarily financially or physically or any particular way, but it's because of me. It was because of the way that I was showing up like world. I got this. I don't need anything. I'm great as a lone wolf. And so you really get to look at how you're showing up because feminine is powerful and it's free and it's flowing. And it's just, it's like that tree we're talking about. It is there. It's all knowing. And masculine is more of the up down energy, right? Like they cycle, they get very high and then they need to rest. And it's like, it's like go and kill the animal, come back. That's what it used to be. Women are steady all day long. Like you get your feet on the floor at 7 a.m. You're going till 10 p.m. Usually you don't have these highs and lows. And so we just need to look at the way that we were built for our energy cycles and honor that. Like instead of fighting this flow, let's like honor the flow of that. Yes. And what I would like to highlight in what you said is that you were brought up with so much masculine energy, right? Always taking care of yourself, always doing things. And all of us are brought up that way. I was brought up that way too. Um, I have women coming to me. Some women come to me and tell me, but this is who I am and I cannot change or I cannot be anyone else. This is who I am. So I definitely women need to connect with this, that we can return back to our true essence. It's not, this is who I am, right? Like somebody taught us to be masculine so we can unlearn that and um, connect more with our feminine essence. And I think the safety in that is knowing that we don't have to stop taking care of ourselves or like not make healthy choices for us. If it means we need to leave relationship because it's not safe or working out, then like there's, it's none of that. It's that we get to play more. We get to dance. We get to go out with our friends. We get to turn on music while we make dinner and have our teenage son roll his eyes. Or maybe that's just me at the choice of music that I'm listening to. But like, we get to show other, like, let's not forget we have an important job to show our, you know, our children, our girls and boys, what it's like to be a woman in this day and age. And I'm sure that you see this challenge with women dating is that, um, and I'd love to hear what you think. I, I did a little excerpt that I posted on the generation of lost men mm-hmm. and Men are in a time right now where they're not needed, right? They've always been needed. They've been needed for protection. They've been needed for, for like financial reasons. And I mean, it all, it came out of love and, and there was other things, not just these things. But this is the first time where, you know, as women, maybe we saw our mothers leave our fathers or they, the, the relationship separated. And the advice we got is you always take care of yourself, you get a job, don't rely on a man. You know, we were taught all these things, which we deeply took to heart and do. Yes. But now we have a hard time being in relationship, right? And so there's this balance of 
being able to do both to some degree, that you can be in relationship and still take care of yourself. You can be feminine and still, you know, climb the corporate ladder if that's what you want to do. It's like this and that. You get to have both. Right, right. I love that you brought that up. And um, the concept of lost men. Um, I feel like the feminism, the feminist movement that has really helped us and uh, to where we are today. And that's amazing. Um, Yet we have trained men to where they're confused. They don't know. Should I open the door for her? Would that offend her? Um, I was at a dinner party and, um, my friend, she was telling me her son is in college and she's like, he comes to her and tells her that, mom, I don't know whether I should pay for her lunch or not. Is she going to get offended that, you know, she is a woman and she can buy her own lunch. And I see that so much that men are really lost. They love to protect, provide, take care of women. That's their natural instinct. That's who they are. And they are confused. They are lost. So I love that you brought this up and talked about lost men because, yes, we get to be feminine and powerful because feminine is powerful. We get to climb corporate ladders. We get to take care of ourselves and yet cherish someone else taking care of us, right? Yeah, it's interesting because um, I was just, I trained with Tony Robbins as a coach and I attend some events and there was one event where we were working on masculine and feminine and the masculine um, energy in the room when they had their time was so powerful and moving and all the women were like oh my god this is so hot oh my god and then when the feminine portion was on you could see the guys could not take their eyes off the women and these are not women that they know like these are you know stand-up people that are vulnerable and we got to know them all very well but to see us at our core right like when we're just at our core being and that yes when you're sick or you're tired, having someone who you can trust and rely on. And even you don't have to be sick or tired, but I'm just saying that I never had that. So like to have that is like, wow, to have someone who this might sound cheesy, but brings you flowers for no reason, just because they were thinking of you. Right. And, and so, you know, and for a man, it might be, um, and these are somewhat general, but these are very typical things like a woman if, if you work from home and you kind of, you're in your joggers all day or, or you're a mom and, but like getting slightly dressed up for dinner or saying, Hey, hun, like, let's get a babysitter for one hour tonight and just walk down the road for dinner. And like, you know, showing that your relationship is important to you is, is in different ways, but so, so needed for the men and women going on right now. Right. It was so busy with all the things going on we still have to remain special and important to each other like no one else. And I think that's something we forget as a society is that we aren't owned. We aren't, um, our life isn't because of this other person, but we still get to revere them and cherish them. Like 
being cherished is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. And um, I feel like we resist that because feminine, feminine energy or just being feminine is associated with weakness. And it truly isn't. It's just so we're just such beautiful beings. And um, if we can just embrace that essence and yet knowing that when we embrace femininity, we don't lose our masculine side of like the masculine energy, right? No, it's like, it's like seeing this gorgeous woman. And I see so many gorgeous women that are like in their sixties and seventies and have the beautiful silver hair. And you're like, they've nailed it, right? You're like, Oh, they have lived a life because they can come in. They're smiling. They have a beautiful like smile wrinkles, right? Which are so gorgeous because it means they've done it a thousand times. They just, they radiate femininity, but they radiate power at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that view to me of, of that woman who knows herself and who can take a compliment, right? Like you could say, you look beautiful today. And they would say, thank you. They would go, oh, what do you mean? Or I look awful. Or, you know, like we need to embrace the fact that we are these people. We are these beautiful, wonderful creatures. It's not just our best friend that says that, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) No, I totally get it. And um, I see women getting so uncomfortable receiving compliments that they have to return the compliment back. Can you just receive the compliment and just soak it in and just be in that energy without having to say anything? Just, oh, thank you. That's it. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's like biting into a ripe peach. It's like, thank you. Yes. The juiciness (laughs) of it. (laughs) Um, So I was uh, going through your Instagram and something that struck to me, um, you had this post and it said like, what if you trusted your sensitivity instead of it being a trigger? Like, what if it's actually your superpower? So, um, you know, people are being shamed for being too sensitive, right? That they need to be fixed or like it's a disease or a disorder. Um, I have um, women come to me and they will tell me like they've gotten into a discussion or an argument or they're just sharing something with their partner um, that hurt them. And immediately their partner responds saying, oh, you're just being too sensitive and this is, get over it. This is not what I meant, blah, blah, blah. You know, Um, for that person who is being dismissed saying that, oh, you're too sensitive, um, how do they start trusting their sensitivity when they're always being told that they are wrong? Well, Men in particular, but this goes for family members and other friends. When you share something vulnerable, like you share, like, I I didn't get that job or gosh, I'm having financial troubles or whatever. When you have that vulnerable thing, everybody wants to fix it. I mean, listening is not at the top of people's lists. So, you know, it's almost like um, nipping it in the bud before it happens. So what I would say is if you're going to share something sensitive with your partner, you can preface with someone else to just say, hey, and and men want to fix things. You tell them something, they're like, how do I fix it? So if that's the way their brain is wired, you know beforehand to say like, hey, hon, 
I just have something on my mind and I would really appreciate it if you could just listen to me for two minutes. I feel like if I just said it, it was just, it's going to be helpful for me to figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. So you, you, you preface kindly that you don't need feedback if you're not looking for feedback. Right. 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 And then you're, you're actually sharing with them. This is the way to listen. Like it's the art of listening and, and they might say, Oh, so I hear you didn't get that job. And then you can say, well, yeah, that's part of it. But what I think what really bothers me is that Sandy got it. And I don't think Sandy's more skilled than I am. And like you, you get to also figure out your own feelings when you have a listener like that. And that's a really special thing, whether it's with a close friend or a partner. And it's something that I really encourage everyone to work on because all of your relationships will dramatically improve if you're a good listener, because bit by bit, you can teach other people how to be a good listener too, by saying that like, Hey, I just, I just need to share this with someone. I don't need to fix it or change it. I was wondering if you could listen and someone might go, you know what? I got to run out and pick up the kids or this, that I'm not like invite them into the conversation. Don't expect them to be in the space that they can hold this for right now. Like we have, we have such high expectations of other people to you know, be feeling what we're feeling or be available for us now, or you can't they catch that you had a bad day or, you know, whatever the thoughts are. No, they can't. They really can't. <laughs> the world is a busy, busy place. So ask for it and ask, but ask for it kindly. And if someone says, I don't have time now, go, okay, like what about after dinner? Or, you know, try to make up another time that you can share with someone. And so this way, when you hold out your little gift of vulnerability, it's not getting like shot down. It's like, uh, maybe it's a no, not right now. Maybe it's a signal to them. This is important. Can you take two minutes for me? But like, you're, you're helping yourself in the situation instead of setting it up to crumble. If that makes sense. Yes. I love that. I love that. And just, um, developing those listening skills is so important, right? It's just listening just for listening and not to respond. Being known is the most important thing in life, and it is most people's greatest fear, is that no one will really know who they are. And part of that is because people don't listen, and part of that is because they're afraid to share themselves. And being truly seen by someone is the most special thing in the world. Yes. I love it. I have chills right now. So... um and especially for women, right? Like the majority of the audience of this um, podcast is women and uh, financial wellness is an integral part. And I know you, that is an integral part of your coaching as well. Um, so how can you discuss like the role of financial self-care in uh, building and maintaining a romantic life? And um, especially like going out and dating like for single women uh, who are high performers, high achievers, and they go out in the dating world. How can we talk a little bit about that, the financial self-care piece? Sure. I mean, I think that I don't consider myself you know, exceptionally gifted when it comes to finances, but because of the way that I've structured my life, 
it scares off a lot of men. They think you're what you have way more, you're way ahead of me. Mm-hmm. When to me, I'm just living in my present moment and have my goals. And that includes, um, you know, a home and owning another home that I Airbnb and having a couple of businesses. Mm-hmm. I have a multi-passionate brain, so that's how it works for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, it's just, it's a side effect to being one of those people that does all the things is that you get all the things, right? Right. <laughs> and, and that is scary to a lot of people because, so generally, especially if you're dating and you're an adult, you're you're coming into relationship with someone that's already has a ex-wife or family, or they've had a life before you. Let's put it like that. They've been married or they have had a life. A lot of people don't financially survive separation or divorce that well. They mm-hmm. lose their one home, right? Because the one home gets split between the two couple. Right. And and so there's a rebuilding phase. And that is a particularly challenging time to to date somebody when they're in the re- rebuilding phase of their, you know, if they're not uh, actually divorced or they haven't set up the separation with their kids. And I would just preface that's a tricky time with someone because they might go, oh, you know, I'm over my ex-partner, but they haven't gone through the money stuff. They haven't gone through the kids stuff. They haven't gone through so-and-so has a boyfriend, girlfriend now stuff, you know, right? and a lot of women choose to not date a man until they're completely separated from their previous partner. And I highly recommend that. Although my partner that I have right now, I have not done that, but I've been able to navigate that with him because I, I'm a quite a grounded person and knowing what's going to happen next. And it doesn't affect me. I think that's the issue is that people start taking it personally, like, oh, your ex-wife this or your ex-husband that. I don't take it personally. Um, you know, I understand human behavior pretty well and humans are going to be humans. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and so when we're going into relationship as a, a high achieving woman, first of all, I would ask myself, what do I want here? What is it that I actually want? Because if I'm looking for connection and love and someone that understands me they may not have to have the same call it financial success that I have but I certainly need to have my roadmap of who it is that I'm looking for or else I will get caught in that floundering dating like all of a sudden I want to please someone like I'm in grade five like did they call me back or you know like that people and you might not even like the person they might call you back and then you're like no I don't want to go out anyways like you get hooked on these dopamine kind of things. It's, it's really weird because I've been in it myself. So you really have to have a clear path of what you're looking for. And for example, for me, the values of someone that family was really important time, their time, our time was really important, meaning, you know, excess time on social media or, um, you know, excess time hanging out with friends that weren't close friends or you know like so meaningful they're doing meaningful things fitness is really important to me so having someone that leads a fit and healthy life not because of their looks or anything but if I'm going hiking I want my partner to come with me and enjoy it right and I want to live a long life with them like you know I I want when I travel I want to travel in a fit manner like I said swimming hiking snorkeling whatever so it's you have to think about 
the type of person that you are and who you want to call into that and amplify, like who, who you want to grow with. And right. that to me is a better indicator than a financial success. Because the interesting thing about money, money can always be made. Money can be created. Money can be found. Money can be saved. Yes. Um, money is, it's energetic. But values are how you live your life. You know, how you, how you talk to your mom on the phone, how you speak to the waiter when you order coffee, absolutely, absolutely. how you speak about your colleagues at work. Even to me, what I hear someone, how someone speaks about their ex-partner is a very good indicator to me of how grounded they are in, the, in themselves and how they treat others because there's nothing personal there, right? It's, and especially if, if you have children, your children are half of the other person. And so as a woman, I've always respected um, the mothers that have been in my life. To me, they're, they're my, co, my co-drivers in this situation, right? Where we've been raising children together. Absolutely. That is the type of spirit I have is collaboration and very different from mine. But who am I to, to judge? Uh, in fact, I learn. I learn from them. I learn from the, the children. I learn from their moms. So as soon as we drop this feeling of right, wrong, it has to be one way or the other, or like scarcity, that scarcity feeling, whether it's in relationship or with money, right. and get to the actually the thing that matters. Because when we were in COVID, like money didn't really matter. Who you were in the house with certainly mattered, 100%, right? Yes. How resourceful you were. Could you get out and like go hiking or like learn if you had kids at home you had to teach them I mean all of a sudden you were 24 7 the cruise line director of happiness and food and teaching and all the things so those are times when you really get to see what someone's made of and and so I would just suggest that you lead with your values first and of course that person with those values they should be financially stable. They may not be at the success that they want, but all of the ingredients are there. Yes, and we as women can always tap into our provider energy and create money, bring in money, right? We don't have to be in a romantic relationship for the sole purpose of money. Like you said, the values, let that be the driving force. A lot of people think, oh, you know, if I didn't get separated or if I was with someone, you know, I wouldn't have this house bill or whatever. That It's not like a very high quality question. And there are better questions you could ask, like, how can I buy a house if I want to? Perhaps I live with my best friend. We own a house together. Why does it have to be only romantic relations? You know, like start totally. thinking beyond the situation right. and outside absolutely. of the box. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Marlisa, I'm having such a fun conversation with you. And we can, looks like we can talk hours and hours on all of these topics, right? But I want to honor your time. And what, before we sign off, what would be one thing that you would like women to know, highly sensitive women, empaths, or just women in gen general, what would you like to leave them with? I want them to know that this is really a powerful gift they've been given. And to me, it's like riding a dragon. It can either be a terrifying 
a terrifying ride or it can be exhilarating and powerful. And I want it to be exhilarating and powerful. And there are small things and there are big things that you can do to start changing this. Um, and one of the things that I have right now for January is uh, I'm doing life audits for people. So if anyone wants one, they just connect with, with me on Instagram or whatever your show notes are. And we can talk about yes, that. Absolutely. But that's, that's the thing that I want them to know today is that this, this sensitivity is it's intuition, it's power, it is the secret sauce. And so to learn about that changes everything. It changes your, your, um, your wealth, it changes your bank account, your career, it changes your purpose because you finally understand your purpose. It changes your health because you understand how to keep your mind, your mind and body healthy. It's not the same as everyone else's. And you get to have this deep connection and love that just, it wasn't available before. So you don't need to, again, look back. It just wasn't there before. And it's here now. And you get to tap into that. And you get to live this life that is so beautiful that you can't believe it's yours. Yes. Love that. So, Marlissa, where can women find you? The best place to find me is on Instagram. And I'm at Marlisa, which is M-A-R-L-I-S-A underscore the juicy life. And um, there's a bunch of resources there to connect for a call or just be part of the community and add your thoughts on some of the posts that I have. And um, I I do one-to-one coaching at the moment. So anyone that's interested, just drop me a hello and I can let you know more about it. And... I I so look forward to hearing this and being able to share it when it comes out in your podcast. So I'm going to link your information in the show notes so everybody can have access to that and know where to find you. I am so happy that we had this conversation today. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your beautiful energy with us, Marlisa, today. Thank you so much. It was an honor talking to you. Thank you so much as well. And I love your work that you do and release into the world. Having these powerful women go out and get create the relationships that they really, really want is so important. And it's so rewarding for me too. <laughs> okay, ladies, that's all from us today. Until next time, stay raw, stay real, and keep loving bravely. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on Raw and Real with Sony Pelty. It's been an incredible journey sharing this time with you, exploring the depths of love and relationships. I hope today's conversation has brought you insights, comfort, or even just a moment of connection. Remember, the path of love and self-discovery is not always easy, but it's a journey worth taking. You are not alone in this. Keep embracing your authentic self and cherish the love that surrounds you in its many forms. If today's episode resonated with you, I'd be honored if you would share it with someone you think might benefit from our community. Don't forget to subscribe for more heartfelt stories 
and expert advice on navigating love and relationships. And finally, remember, in a world that often feels superficial, there's power in being raw and real. I'm Sony Pelty, and I'll be here waiting for you in our next episode, ready to dive deep once again into the world of love. Until then, take care and keep loving bravely.